This might sound like a stupid question, but what is the point of a prison? I'm curious to know what you think and what you think that they're meant to do. It seems obvious either to punish people guilty of crimes or to keep us safe and hopefully discourage others from breaking the law. But the annual Bureau of Statistics prison figures came out today. They tell a very different story about the people we're locking up and the reasons why. Uh, ANU criminologist Professor Lorena Bartels, good afternoon to you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Some interesting data points in this. What stands out the most to you? Uh, so, look, what really stands out, and you say punishing people who've committed crimes, what really stands out is that we've once again seen a huge rise in the people who are there unsentenced, so they haven't been convicted of that crime yet. So um, that's increased uh, 7% over the last year, while uh, the sentenced population's increased by 1%. And that's really continued a trend we've seen over the last decade. Um, people who are entitled to the presumption of innocence, the court hasn't found them guilty yet, um, that number of unsentenced prisoners in Australia has gone up a massive 116%, while the number of sentenced prisoners has gone up by 11%. So is there a backlog in the courts? What does that say to you? Uh, no, it's really about bail laws uh, getting tougher. And so it's much harder for someone to be in the community while they're waiting for their day in court. Um, uh, and yeah, they, I mean, they, there is still some backlog stuff uh, kicking around, especially after COVID. Um, but it's, it's much harder to get bail for the sorts of offences that 10, 20 years ago, you'd be just seeing people in the community. And so as a proportion of the prison population, uh, you know, it used to be about a quarter of people were there unsentenced and now it's up to about 40%. There was a 7% rise in Indigenous prisoners, but uh, gobsmackingly, a 20% rise in female prisoners serving time for a specific crime. What, what, what crime are we talking about and what, what is the kind of explanation for this? Look, it's, it's women for burglary. Um, don't yet know entirely what that's about. I'll take a little bit of time to unpack some of this. But, but yeah, women generally. So uh, the number of women, who uh, the increase in the number of women in prison, that uh, was 6% compared to 3% for men. Uh, so we're seeing a fast rise in the number of women in prison, uh, and that's a you know, burglary, that's a, a non-violent crime, um, right? Um, and especially coupled with that information about uh, Indigenous people um, and unsentenced, it's really different from what I think a lot of people would think. So, you know, we think of prison as a place where we keep you know, murderers for decades, uh, and our prisons do have those people, don't get me wrong, um, but it's it's really quite a different picture on the ground. And, in fact, just this morning I was speaking with an academic uh, who'd been working with an Aboriginal woman who'd uh, spent nine months in prison after she'd um, shoplifted and um, and her children, had a number of children who were taken into state care. So it's, you know, it's a very different picture from what I think a lot of people think people are going to prison for. There's, but in terms of recidivism, there's been a 5% increase in prisoners returning to incarceration. Is that mm. expected or unusual? Or? This is the highest figure um, on record. So of the people in prison, 61 have been in prison before. And that's a bit of a test of how well prison works. Prison does, as you said in your intro, a number of things. Um, but uh, you know, like, is it is it preparing people for release by you know 
helping them with their health, getting them ready for jobs, things like that? Is it scaring them so they don't want to come back? If 60% of people have been there before, and in the ACT where I live, it's 80%, I think we need to have some really um, serious discussions about how good a job prisons are doing when there's this sort of revolving door and people are just coming back time and time again. It's not all bad news. There's been falls in illicit drug offences and fraud, which fell by 12%. Interestingly, Mm. Victoria had a decrease in prisoners' Uh, of 2%. So what is Victoria doing that the rest of country, the country could be learning from? Um, well, so I, th- I think what might be happening still in Victoria is that it's a lag from COVID having had the longest lockdowns. Um, and so you might still be seeing a, a belated effect. Not sure. Again, these data just came out and will take a little while to unpack it. Um, drug offences are an offence that are very much affected by police and prosecution practices, as you can imagine, with something very serious like homicide, you know, when there's a death, resources tend to be thrown at it and need to have a serious investigation. Drug offences, um, it changes depending on police practices. So, for mm-hmm. example, again, ACT, they've just decriminalised certain drugs. So, um, Victoria might be might have changed uh, how they're approaching their drug offences um, in relation, you know, in recent times. So, the drug offences, there seems to be a bit of a shift underway in relation to um, approaches to drug offences. New South Wales has made some announcements there. Queensland has as well. Mm. Um, there's been an increase in relation to acts intended to cause injury. Um, it doesn't appear on the ABS data, but um, other data suggest that's probably domestic violence-related assaults. Um, and in particular, again, it's that it's it's often that um, that unsentenced population. Mm. Um, so people who previously would have been in the community uh, and they're, now they're in jail. Now, again, we need to talk about whether that's a good thing. Does that keep the whole community safer? And I, I do a lot of work in relation to family violence. Sometimes that means that in the short term, the person, the you know, the, the perpetrator, the alleged perpetrator is out of the equation. But if they're also the main income earner, and it then becomes difficult for that domestic violence victim to yeah. pay the mortgage, for example, yes, of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a little it's, complex. The picture is a little more complicated than people understand. At least this data is an interesting st- uh, stepping off point for a lot of uh, good research, the likes of which I know you do. Professor Lorana Battels is a criminologist at ANU. Good to talk to you this afternoon. Thank you so much. Have a good afternoon. Mm-hmm. 